Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. Now, with that being said, let's dive right in. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the Say Hey Podcast. I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show, so hopefully that's not a deal breaker for you. Folks, it has been a minute, and that is my bad. I formally apologize for not posting as frequently as I should be, but don't worry, I'm back. Had some things going on in the personal life, but don't worry, we're all good, and you can absolutely expect a more consistent posting schedule from me. Alright, so what are we going to talk about today? Episode 51. Well, at this point, there's a lot to talk about. I'm going to talk about some things that we've learned after playing the Dodgers. I'm going to be talking about how, in my opinion, the playoffs are still very much in reach, how many All-Stars the Giants have, and lastly, I'm going to explain to you all why I respect Trevor Bauer. I know, it's going to be a hot take, and I know people don't like him, and I'm sure they won't like me after I explain why I respect Trevor Bauer and what he did the other night against the Giants. But, you know, we'll see what happens. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into the show. So after being swept by the Dodgers in San Francisco, what did we learn? Well, we probably learned that even though this Giants team has proven to be an above-average competitor throughout this season against everyone else, they still may not be built to last against the defending World Series champions. But that's okay, because this team is still very good. In fact, I fully believe the Giants are going to make the playoffs this year, and here's why. In order to succeed in the playoffs, or at least make them, one thing you do need is strong pitching. Well, strong starting pitching, and that's exactly what the Giants have. The Giants' starting rotation has produced a combined 2.83 ERA, which ranks as the third best in all of baseball. However, that still does not illustrate how good players like Kevin Gosman and Alex Wood have been this year. So far in the month of May, Gosman has pitched a total of 31 innings, has struck out 42 batters, produced a 0.87 ERA, and opposing hitters have only managed to produce a 179 batting average against him. His 1.53 ERA on the year is ranked as the fourth best in all of baseball, and he is also sporting a 5-0 record. As for Alex Wood, his numbers are not far off from the ace of the orange and black. Before last night's start, the former Dodger was sporting a 1.93 ERA on the year and was on pace to strike out 204 batters over a full-length season, which would be the most of his entire career in a single season. With the success of these two veterans and with Anthony Descalfani also having a career year, it's no wonder why the Giants have been so effective for the majority of the season. Another reason why I think the Giants can sustain this success throughout the year is because they now have the depth to do so. For example... Brandon Bell has just landed on the 10-day DL and can miss up to 14 days total with a left oblique strain. Yikes. This obviously leaves a void at first base. 
However, the only problem is Darren Ruff, who was a popular pivot option to replace him at that position, has also landed on the DL. Alright, well that's it. We're screwed. The season's over, right? Wrong. Somehow, someway, the Giants still have options they can use to play first base. And no, it's not Tommy LaStella who has recently landed on the 60-day DL. And no, it's not Wilmer Flores who has been on the 10-day DL for about a week, now nursing a hamstring. Instead, the Giants will be calling up Jason Vossler, who was a standout in spring training and also hit his first career home run during the most recent series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Having depth is obviously beneficial in order for teams to play at least 162 games in a year, but it's also beneficial for players on the IL or disabled list trying to come back as healthy as possible. If players on the bench can produce great numbers, then there's no need for injured players to rush the healing process, and they can make a full recovery. And the last reason I'll give as to why the Giants can make the playoffs is because the veterans of this team who are leading this offense are showing no signs of slowing down. Let's first start with Brandon Crawford. He's currently sporting a 255 batting average, but more importantly, he's hit 11 home runs and 32 RBIs, which also means he's on pace to hit 44 home runs and 127 RBIs on the year, which would most definitely earn him some MVP votes despite the underwhelming batting average. However, I'm not necessarily saying he's gonna reach those numbers. One thing I do expect, though, to continue are the extra base hits. Throughout his entire career, Crawford has been a doubles machine, and even if he doesn't reach the 40 homer mark, I still expect him to hit at least 25 home runs on the year with at least 30 doubles. Next on the list is the captain of this team, who is also a future Hall of Famer, and that's Buster Posey. On the year, Buster Posey has been able to turn back the clock and produce a 339 batting average while also supplying power by hitting 9 home runs, and recently, over his past 18 games, Posey has produced a 382 batting average. This offensive performance has proven to be 83% better than the rest of the league, and like Crawford, he's also on pace to reach 40 home runs. Evan Longoria had a scorching hot start to the season, producing a 292 batting average and hitting five doubles and four home runs in the month of April, but has since then cooled down a bit. However, he is still ranked in the 100th percentile in hard hit percentage, which basically means he's hitting the ball harder than any other player in the majors. This is a fantastic sign that his cool streak will start to warm up once again because when you're hitting the ball hard consistently, positive results usually follow. Now these next two names were last year's two best hitters in this lineup, but have yet to make things click the same way this year, and that's Brandon Belt and Mike Yastrzemski. It's a bit of a mixed bag when you look at their stat lines this year. Belt, he's making fantastic contact with the baseball while drawing walks at an insanely high rate and hitting home runs at a pace that would get him to 30 on the year, but unfortunately, he's also striking out way too much. And when it comes to Yaz, he's on pace to hit 25 home runs, which is nice, but he too is also striking out way more than we'd like him to. However, there's reason to believe their best games this year are ahead of them. Brandon Belt has been dealing with this oblique injury for almost a month now. When he's fully healthy, Bell could be the best hitter in the league, as we saw from last year. And as for Yaz, even though the home runs have not been consistent, the extra base hits have still been there. He's hit 13 doubles so far on the year, which means he's on pace to hit 55 on the year. I don't expect him to hit that many doubles, but... My point is, the 2021 season hasn't been a complete letdown from these guys. It's just taking a little longer to settle in. And the last hitter I'll mention is Alex Dickerson. Now, if you've been listening to these episodes all season long, then you will know that I've been telling you all 
to just wait when it comes to Dickerson. You, you know, he's going to get there. He's going to break out any time now. Last year, he hit 10 home runs and I think like a 299 or 298 batting average. You know, he's a great hitter. I've been saying all this stuff, and the reason why I kept saying that to you all is because based on the quality of contact he's made this year with the baseball, his batting average should look like 299 instead of what it is right now, and that's 229. Two nights ago when the Giants beat the Diamondbacks 8 to nothing, Dickerson went 2 for 5 with a double, triple, and no strikeouts. Call me crazy, but I think this season is about to turn around for Dickerson. He's someone that has also spent some time on the DL this year, and since coming back, he's started to look like himself again, so I expect good things coming from him soon. Alright, so I just spent a lot of time talking about how good these Giants players are, but how do they stack up against the rest of the league? And since the All-Star game is coming up soon, in July, I figured I'd take the time to tell you guys which Giants I believe are All-Stars. Let's start with the most obvious, Buster Posey. As of right now, Posey has the highest batting average amongst all catchers, and he is tied for second in home runs at the position. This is a pretty easy decision, along with my next pick, and that's Kevin Gosman. I've talked about him enough already, but the final thing I'll say is that he's only given up more than one run once all year. Other than that one time, he's either given up one run or zero. Another solid pick for me would be Alex Wood. And again, another name I've talked about extensively already. And I personally believe he's about to have the best year of his career. And the last player who I think is an automatic pick is going to be Tyler Rogers. I know, crazy, a relief pitcher. Rogers has made a total of 26 different appearances on the mound and has only given up two earned runs during that time. And Rogers still has an ERA of zero in the month of May after 11 different appearances. Before the season started, if you told me that Rodgers was going to be the most reliable and the most consistent relief pitcher in this Giants bullpen, I would have laughed. But the truth is, that's just the reality of the situation we're in right now. Jake McGee has been good at times, but has also shown that he's susceptible to meltdowns. Matt Whistler was supposed to be the big signing for this Giants bullpen in the offseason, but the production that he displayed during the 2020 season has yet to translate over to this season. If I had to pick another name who has truly been consistent and reliable, that's definitely going to be Caleb Berger. But even then, Tyler Rogers has had more opportunities and has now proven that he's capable of being the closer of this team. All right, those are my all-star picks on this Giants team who I think are no-brainers. Now here are some players on the Giants team who I think have a chance of becoming all-stars, but their spots aren't guaranteed just yet. Brandon Crawford. As of right now, I think he has a 75% to 80% chance of making the all-star team with the power display that he's put on this year. If he can keep coming up with the extra base hits, then Brandon Crawford will definitely be a lock. Because as of right now, he's tied for first in RBIs amongst all major league shortstops, and he's tied for second in home runs. Another player, in my opinion, who has a good chance is Anthony Descalfani. Now, he hasn't been as consistent as Kevin Gosman or Alex Wood, but for the majority of the season, he has shown that he's capable of finding success this year, despite having some tough starts against some of the best teams. Tonight, Anthony Descalfani takes on the Dodgers again, and the last time he took them on, it was not good. If he can get through this game without letting it get too far out of hand, it'll send a message that he's a reliable starter no matter who he's facing. And the last player I'll mention, he's kind of the wild card, is going to be Mike Yastrzemski. So far, has his first half of baseball screamed all-star? No, not at all. But I wouldn't be surprised if he heats up all of a sudden and gets to 10 or 12 home runs before the all-star game on July 13th. If the votes were casted today, 
I'm going to be honest, I don't think Yaz would make the all-star lineup. But the good news is that he has time to put things together. All right. That's kind of a handful of... That's one, two... Six Giants players can potentially make the all-star team this year. That's pretty crazy. Three players for sure. Posey, Kevin Gosman, and Alex Wood, and Tyler Rogers. Okay, I'll throw Rogers in there. All four of them should be on the all-star team. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Rogers doesn't make it just because not many people know who he is. So the final number is three will for sure make it, four have the potential to make it, five if I throw in Crawford, and six if Yaz gets things together. Oh shit, wait, I forgot about uh, Anthony Descalfani. So that's seven, okay. Seven players could potentially make the All-Star team. That's pretty crazy. All right, everyone, moving on to the conclusion of this show, the finale. The moment you've all been waiting for. The moment I explain to you all why I respect Trevor Bauer. Now, before I go any further, I'll say this. If you hate what he did on the mound the other night, if he is now your least favorite player, I respect that. I understand why you feel that way. I most definitely empathize with you, and I'm not here to tell you that your feelings or opinions are wrong. I am just simply going to explain to you all my thoughts because I feel like it has become a hot topic, so here we go. Don't hate me, all right? In my opinion... The Giants-Dodgers rivalry has been dormant for years. Love or hate Trevor Bauer, the type of personality that he has, I think it creates a more intense and entertaining viewing experience for fans and reignites the fire between these two teams. For the past few years, the Dodgers have completely dominated the Giants, and due to the level of competition, or lack thereof, between these two teams, The intensity of this rivalry, which also happens to be one of the longest lasting in baseball history, has suffered because of it. However, now that these two teams, and the Padres even, are all competing for first place, in my opinion, it felt like Trevor Bauer saw an opportunity to add even more intensity to this matchup and the rivalry, and I respect him for that. Yes, I agree. It doesn't feel good when you are on the receiving end of a celebration from the opposing team. And if you're someone who has the opinion of, quote, you just don't do that. It's disrespectful to your opponent, etc. Again, I respect your opinion. But for me, at least, I enjoy it because it makes for a more entertaining viewing experience for all of us. Another reason why I'm okay with what Trevor Bauer did is because he's stated several times that he supports when hitters give excessive celebrations whenever they hit a home run off of him. He thinks it's good for the game, and I definitely agree with that. All right, that's all. I'm done. You can unplug your ears now. I, that, that's my TED, TED talk. I'm standing off my soapbox. If you hate me even more now, then just so be it. Just know that I respect your opinion at the end of the day. All right, everyone, that is going to be all for today's episode of the Say Hey Podcast. The Giants take on the Dodgers again tonight for game two of this four-game series in L.A., And I, for one, am excited for all of it to be over with. Folks, just a reminder, you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can also leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you feel so inclined. Again, I apologize for the inconsistent posting posting schedule. Excuse me. And I promise I'll be better from here on out. As it's been going so far, it looks like I've been pretty committed to posting on Fridays. If you're a long-time listener, then you're definitely used to these shows coming out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
But recently, over the past month or so, maybe month and a half, I've been posting episodes consistently on Fridays for some reason. So maybe that'll stay. Maybe it won't. All I'm going to try to do is give you at least one episode a week. I would love to do two episodes a week, but you know how life gets. So thank you for being patient with me, folks. All right, everyone. Like always, continue to stay safe out there. Continue to be smart. But most importantly, go Giants.